On this episode of Reliterated, we're still on hiatus, but going back through some of our favorite moments of season one. From glory holes to beating up five-year-olds, from scat battle of the bands to getting Harold started on a rant. Here are some of the highlights of the show so far as we gear up for season two. It's season one's greatest hits on Reliterated, the podcast your mother always warned you about. Mr. Arable, he was not killing the runt to make food. He was killing it because it was going to be too much of a hassle to raise this this thing into food. Right. Oh yeah, I guess that's more of a theme later on. Like so. he's got, he doesn't have a chance in life, so we're just going to put him out of his misery now, so I don't have to deal with it. So yeah. are we essentially saying that in this uh, setting for a rural, probably conservative person, a late term, actually post birth of abortion was being allowed a post <laughs> he was about to do a post-birth abortion now there's there's a thread we can follow for <laughs> yeah let's go down that rabbit hole uh-huh. it is realistic they are young girls and yep. there's going to be relationships with boys in their lives i mean they're not going to be completely uh, separate from the existence of men and or their romantic desires as well, but you know I do appreciate uh, how how well like the characters are treated and they're not just constantly drooling over boys. Right, right. You know they're they're young girls, but they're not like Barbie <laughs> girly girls. You know, right. Oh, I was gonna say it. Technically, only one of them's like really into boys. So, and that's Marianne. She's the one that's obsessed with Cam Geary. So, that this is true. <laughs> I think at some point all of them do, but you know, Anne Martin is lesbian and she, or a lesbian, I don't know. I don't know how to talk about <laughs> LGBT people. <laughs> <laughs> we are ignorant. <laughs> we, <laughs> we are dumb and children. Here's what we like to do. We like to dive into subjects we shouldn't dive into. Uh-huh. And then try our best to dig our way out of them in the <laughs> most innocent light that we can. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we are very honest about our shortcomings, though, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> we will recognize where we where we come up short. But we do want you, the listeners, to know that it's coming from a place of good faith. I hope it comes across <laughs> as such. I, as do I. Because <laughs> he is part of the Iroquois, which was actually the name that was given to them by the English. French. By the French. I've, I've read that it was by the English. The Iroquois. Iroquois. Well, so. Yeah, I don't I get it either. The, I don't know why I read French English. I read that the English Iroquois. when it was Iroquois. a French word. Yeah, <laughs> it's a French word. So I was like, because I read it, I was like, I thought the French gave them that name. I mean, it it does look like a French word, and I'm sure like the, the English would have pronounced it Iroquois. Actually, in the Wikipedia entry, it's pronounced either way, Iroquois or Iroquois. But the uh, the name for the the tribe that, or the uh, the group of tribes that they had for themselves, Josh. I know you've been wanting to say this. Yes, because I I found out how to pronounce it. Hodenosche. Nope. 
close. Nope. But... Close. <laughs> yep. See, I knew I was going to fuck it up because I, I did it so many times before so that I have it perfectly. And then I mess it up because I'm bad at pronunciations. Isn't it the. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Haudenosaunee. 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 Acetosalicylic acid. Acetosalicylic <laughs> yeah, acid. But that is the proper name. That is what they, the descendants of the tribe mm. prefer to be called mm. now. Not Iroquois and definitely not Indian, like it says over and over yeah. in the book. <laughs> right. <laughs> to the point where it made me uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> As if that was their preferred term. This is right, coming from right. a British woman in the, uh, well, writing it in the late 1970s to be published in 1980. I was going to bring up the fact that in the in the 80s, like in the early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, that term was being taken back by them. They were trying to take that as their term. If you go to mm. Alcatraz, it says Indians welcome. That is what is painted on the wall because they took over Alcatraz Island for several years um, as a form of protest. Um, so a group of, uh, of Native Americans tried to reappropriate the term correct. Indian yeah, for at, themselves? At that, okay. So I believe at that time that it was an okay term. But since then, because it's been many years, obviously, <laughs> it, is no longer in, it is no longer okay to say the, that word. Right. For that for that group of people. Which I'm right. totally fine with because there is a country named India and people yes. who are from there are Indians. Correct. And this is how the term for Native Americans came about because the English thought that they had discovered India. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, because they... Yeah, this, or, English, or discovered Spain. a route to India. Yeah, I thought it was the Spanish. It was oh, Columbus was a Spanish, but there were multiple Columbus was, explorers that Columbus, I believe, was Italian who sailed for Spain. Yeah, under the Spanish flag. No one wants Columbus, okay? <laughs> Nobody wants to. <laughs> right, I don't, but I don't think he was the first to land <laughs> in North America, though. No, Amerigo Vespucci was. Amerigo Vespucci. I don't know. Yeah, because he uh, Columbus just landed on islands basically in the caribbean yeah yeah i guess that's how it originated in calling them the east indies see this is what you get when you come to reliterated you get a haphazard <laughs> history lesson of <laughs> shit that you should look up yourself because we definitely don't know what we're talking about right now <laughs> yeah we're just talking out our asses with what various like history we learned from various places our vague recollection of what we learned about history. <laughs> and what I've learned on like TikTok videos and other podcasts that I learned history uh, from. Right. But I mean, it's pretty common knowledge that they're called Indians because they were. Yes. <laughs> they thought they were in India. Thought they, they thought were landing in, in India. India. Yeah. But it was not India. It was the North American continent is where they landed. Somewhere upon mm -hmm. it, whether that be south, north, or center. <laughs> Even though you're the main character, we're not going to tell you about yourself. Nope. <laughs> you got to figure it out. Well, and I mean, it kind of does play into, as this goes on, uh, her having to figure out herself in order to to accomplish. Oh, yes. I mean, there is something mm -hmm. important about, you know, someone could tell you who you are. And I think that uh, a lot of people fall into that. People go to psychics. People follow astrology. All these things that are going to tell you who you are. But... Uh, are you those things or do you try to fit into that box because 
you believe those things are true. So if they want Meg to discover herself in order to win at the end of the day, then it's important Mm. that they don't put her in a box by telling her who she is. That's very profound. Very true. Yeah, very nice. Very profound. Fucking right I like it was. That. God damn. <laughs> Ooh, that was some insightful shit. You got to cut that out. It's too smart. <laughs> too smart for these people. Oh. Edit out. We're too immature for literary scholars. We got to cut that out. <laughs> my, Sounded a bit too much like one of them a, literary scholars. My, it, just cut it out and put out a sound of farting over top of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll leave it in, but we'll drown it out with farts. Right. Yeah. That? So Charlotte, uh, so yeah, she getting the different words. So she knows salutations, but some of the words that Templeton brings back, I thought were quite, quite great. And uh, where is it? Uh, crunchy, crunchy. Yeah, uh, I, I feel that pre-shrunk should have been used. Pre-shrunk, <laughs> because he's a runt. Because he, he was a runt, exactly. So he was pre-shrunk. I thought that would have been perfect. And like nowadays, juicy would be a good term. Yeah. You know? Juicy pig. They put it on it. They give him some, they give him some, uh, just give him some sweatpants and put it on his ass. Juicy. Yeah, that's one juicy pig. Isn't that how that works? I mean, that would make me want to eat him, but. No, you, you put on like those no. pink sweatpants that say juicy on Listen, the ass. You give put some awesome juicy ham. Sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, you put some pink sweatpants on that say juicy on the back of a pig. I'm fucking that pig. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are now? <laughs> the uh, the uh, um, Prime Minister of the UK or something? Right? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Now, did he really have to take the egg sac back to the farm for those spiders to survive? Probably not. It wasn't not. for them to survive. It wasn't yeah. for them to survive. Yeah. It was for him to have friends or for him to, I don't know, maybe return the favor and take care of her children when she never asked him to. He may have been thinking him about to. taking care of the children. I think that instead of some pig, she should have written selfish pig. <laughs> there you go. Juicy selfish, juicy, juicy selfish pig, edible, <laughs> succulent, crunchy, fall, yeah, fall off the bone crunchy. barbecue pork, <laughs> crunchy. <laughs> now that I'd like to see on the ass of a sweatpants. Yeah, ooh. crunchy, crunchy. Hey, hey, merch. Yeah, hey, maybe we'll <laughs> make some merch, merch with crunchy on the yeah. ass. <laughs> Realliterated we'll merch. Here we go. Sweat, uh, We're already an award-winning go. podcast. Let's have some merch. <laughs> this is true. Gotta get the merch. Leave it in the comments. Do you want crunchy sweatpants? <laughs> now, we may not have a lot of merch available after only one season, but what we lack in marketable wares, we make up for in epic rants on various subjects. Here's a collection of our favorite times that we got Harold started. <laughs> Don't get Harold started. Once you start him up, once you start him up, he never stops. Yeah, start him up. Once you start him up, he'll never stop. It very much reminded me of reading Tolkien. And yeah. I know that a lot of people go on and on and say they like Tolkien. I don't believe any of them. I think they just say it because they think it makes them cool. 
But Tolkien is the worst kind of writing, as with this in the fact that it is not engaging. It is too descriptive and it it argues over and over about things that are established already. You established them easily and succinctly three pages ago, yet I'm still reading about this fucking leaf pendant that helps you (laughs) stay invisible in the woods. Okay, like... I can see where the stories might be good, and and I like that kind of fantasy, uh, Tolkien or this type of fantasy, space fantasy, old school fantasy. I like that stuff, but it's like they know that so much of that kind of fantasy has been written that they're trying to do something different, and what they don't realize while they're doing something different, I say with my quote fingers, is that they're just adding unnecessary lengths of words to what they're saying. He supported a marriage ban in North Carolina. Um, he, He says that marriage equality is not about marriage, but rather about giving the left the power to force anti-religious values on our children and added once they legalize gay marriage, it will be the bludgeon they use to make sure that it becomes illegal to teach traditional values in schools. You know, let me tell you something. I'm going to I'm going to come right out and say this. Go for it. Thirty seven years I've been alive. I am so sick and fucking tired of religious people shoving their religion down my throat and then turning around and saying, don't shove your non-religiousness down my throat when I didn't even start the fucking conversation. (laughs) You know, I mean, preach, shut the fuck up. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I have never been religious. Not a single point in my life. Right. And constantly, constantly, I've had people tell me that, oh, well, you know, oh, you might be a good person, but if you don't believe what I believe, you know, you're going to spend eternity in hell. Like, I'm like, I'm scared of it. I don't believe in what you believe. I don't believe in hell. Okay. So, like, (laughs) but they're constantly saying stuff like that, right? I have never, well, I started at some point in my life, but I I had never up into a certain point in my life, like gone at somebody and been like, oh, well, I can't believe you believe that. And then I, I ended up being that way. Josh could tell you there was a time I was militant about it almost because it was oh, just quite <laughs> it's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Some person said they needed help one time and handed me a card that wanted me to, like, go to Jesus. And I threw it right back at him. My point is this. No one that doesn't believe in your thing wants to hear you fucking preach to them about it. It's annoying. This literally says that once they legalize gay marriages, it will be the bludgeon they use to make sure that it becomes illegal to teach traditional values in schools. What? Whose values? Your values? Do those values have to be that they also carry a cross around and believe in it? Shut up. Like, oh, it's annoying. It's so annoying. I am tired of it. <laughs> I'm so tired of it. I don't care if someone's religious. If you're religious, you want to believe in that. That's fine. You you wholeheartedly believe in it. That's great. But don't suggest that there's something wrong with someone who doesn't believe what you believe. Because trust me, I think there's something wrong with someone who believes in a magic fairy that controls everything but doesn't control everything. But has a plan but doesn't know that the plan's going to go that way. Because I, come on. You know, I had a, a lady come into the store one time 
and she had her baby and I was like, oh, she's so cute. I'm like, what's her name? And she goes, Alaska. And I'm like, why though? But why? (laughs) So, I mean, it is what it is. That kid's got to deal with that, though, when they get older. (laughs) Exactly. That's the that's the thing. That kid's got to deal with that someday. It seems cute now, but man, and I'm not shitting on people for naming their kids funny names. It's just that there is something to a name. I mean, even like with me, my name is Harold. I can tell you right now that I am about positive that when someone hears Harold, they think that I'm going to be like some 60 or 70 year old man when they meet me. Uh, in fact, one of the jokes I tell people to remember my name is they'll say Harold and they'll, oh, I haven't heard that name in a long time. And I go, yeah, I'm the last 30 year old Harold you'll ever meet. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's. Well, there's a there's literally a meme named after you. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, um, my whole life I've had to deal with uh, before anybody gets all upset because I'm talking about people's names and, you know, we get all in the in the weeds about like, oh, don't tease people because of their names, blah, blah, blah. Uh, my whole life. Every time there's an idiot, every time there's a buffoon, every time there is uh, a super nerd or anything like that, it's Harold every time. Commercials, movies, TV shows, every fucking time. I have never seen a cool or uh, able to do anything Harold. And what makes me laugh about that is that my dad, my grandpa, and I are probably three of the most capable people that <laughs> that exist. We can literally pick up things and begin learning how to do them immediately every fucking time. I mean, you know, you've met my dad. Oh, you didn't yeah. meet my grandpa. You didn't meet my grandpa, but he's the one who taught us all that. And I mean... I watched Forged in Fire, liked it, built a forge, and started making knives. I'm a capable person. So whenever I see those commercials or TV shows and they're all like, Harold, oh, Harold, there comes Harold. I'm like, ah. (laughs) So I've been putting up with it my whole life. You just get thick skin and you go ahead and deal with it and move on. (laughs) So... They sit down to at the slumber party and they're trying to decide which movies to watch. So Christy says Ghostbusters, uh, my vote too. Claudia says Star Wars, close second. Mm-hmm. Stacy says Mary Poppins. <laughs> Marianne says Sixteen Candles. <laughs> okay, and then uh, Dawn wants to watch The Parent Trap. Eh, it's all right. Uh, but they're all like looking at the VCR. Obviously, Parent Trap is way off the list because she looked woefully at the VCR. So it's Saturday night. They're going to get to stay up and everything. They end up doing a vote on it and they end up with Ghostbusters and 16 Candles are, is what they're going to watch. OK, but they start with Ghostbusters. So they're watching Ghostbusters. And as they're watching it, they get to the point where the marshmallow guy bursts. And she says, I think it's Christie's favorite part, too. As soon as he exploded, she said, I'm starving. Let's toast marshmallows, Dawn, or make s'mores. So they pause the movie at the part where the marshmallow man burst to make spores Mm -hmm. so they can eat them while they're finishing the rest of the movie. I've seen Ghostbusters 787 times, okay? (laughs) At the point where the Marshmallow Man explodes, there are literally three and a half minutes left in that movie. They go, oh, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, let's break her out of the dog. And then they're like, I love this town. And then it goes to the next (laughs) scene where it's just the credits start rolling and they're walking out with Marshmallow on them. 
Why did they pause the fucking movie to make s'mores to watch that? Just finish the movie. Get your s'mores made and watch your next movie. Well, I mean, that last three and a half minutes is about as much time as it takes to eat a s'more. Not if you're doing it right, man. You should have six or seven fucking s'mores. What are you doing? How many s'mores do you eat? I don't know. One at a time. No. You got to sandwich two (laughs) s'mores together and eat three of those. That's why I don't call them s'mores. I call them z'nuff. Z'nuff? <laughs> one z'nuff. Yeah, I usually, I'll do one, but that's about it. I, I don't do more than one usually. Well, I am the chocolatiest chocolate milk friend, so yeah. candy <laughs> yes, is pretty much true. what I eat. So Meg tries to tackle Charles Wallace again. Well, not Charles Wallace again. And uh, before she can get to him, he punches her in the stomach, which, you know, I mean... <sighs> I don't understand this because if a little five-year-old punched me in the stomach, it ain't going to do shit. Like, I'm tackling that five-year-old whether it tries to punch me or not. I'm not saying I'm not saying you should tackle a five-year-old. I'm just saying that a five-year-old couldn't stop me, <laughs> even at like 12 or 13, you know. These kids are like stupid smart, man. Hey, not just stupid smart, but physically able as well for, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on in this future. They must have, they must be forced to eat Wheaties or something because <laughs> they are, they're extremely intelligent and they seem to be extremely physically able as well beyond anything, you know, I mean. They're essentially adults. Right. Like fully developed mental capacity. I mean, I can tell you right now that if Ender, like I feel like if Ender was coming at me, I could definitely knock him out because he's only six. <laughs> you have you have mentioned several times how you'd be able to beat up a child. <laughs> you could only do it once. After that, yeah. he will know all your moves. Oh, he would. Then you're right. <laughs> he's basically Taskmaster meets Charles Wallace. I got to say, as we're mentioning this right now, I took Bruce and Clark to the to the park today and we had to take a bunch of lightsabers with us and we were going to fight. And uh-huh. Bruce, is, he was out in the backyard and I, I noticed him swinging and I didn't realize he was practicing a move with two lightsabers to try and trick me to get me. Okay. <laughs> I know this now because he used the move on me at Carroll Park and I was standing too close to a tree and didn't realize it was there. And when I jumped back to fucking get out of the way of his lightsaber, I smucked into the tree and fell on the ground. <laughs> With all these people watching, I'm holding the lightsaber oh in my hand laying on the ground. <laughs> He got taken down it's fantastic. Oh, I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of him. After yeah. all this shit you've been talking oh. about five-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, yep. dude, I got my ass kicked by a five-year-old with a lightsaber. One of them took you out. <laughs> right down on the ground, dude. Oh, shit. Hey. It's me, Andy, popping in again to remind you that you can get in contact with us by emailing reliterated at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, YouTube, and now even on TikTok. Some of us even remember to update our socials from time to time. Gosh, ask us anything, respond to some of our wilder claims, offer sponsorship deals, whatever. Or if you're tough enough, and I'm talking directly to fellow podcasters and friends of the show, Matty Ice and Marky Mark, respond to our Battle of the Bands challenge, you cowards. Need a refresher on how that was issued? Here it is. And (laughs) we're still waiting, by the way. One person's a perfectionist, wants to keep trying over and over and over again until they get it right. Right. Which is the key to getting it right, but still. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, at some point, you got to just keep playing through. I mean, that's probably one of the things that I realized when I started messing with the guitar. And I I would like to pick it back up again and play around with it. Not for any particular reason. I'm not trying to go do a battle of the bands or anything, but it is fun. <laughs> it is fun to play with. No, let's um, sign up. That'll motivate us to get will. good. Yes, in that will work. Days. <laughs> <laughs> we got three days. We need to sit around. We need a montage. <laughs> <laughs> Marky Mark and Matty Ice, we challenge you to a battle of the bands. Ooh. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Yeah, Learn we should do that. All right, guys, five more minutes of this. <laughs> All right. We, we need to practice. We got to get the practice. We, we got that battle of the bands with Matty Ice and Marky Mark coming up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It'll be all mouth music. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Scat. All mouth music. We'll have a scat battle. Yeah. Skip it and They have no chance. <laughs> nope. We got them. <laughs> you and me scat battle in steel cage, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and now we'll round out this episode with some more of our favorite moments from the award winning podcast that's too relit to quit. Don't believe me? Just bing it. After he tries to bean Maniac and fails, he he tells the other kids that he's got to go take a leak. And uh, he's gone for a while, and um, they figured that, you know, well, he's a big kid, so his whiz would probably last longer than a regular kid's. Might even make the creek rise. <laughs> this imagery of peeing so much that it makes the creek rise it got me in trouble when we read this in fourth grade because our class was was supposed to draw a scene from uh from the book that we've read that we had read so far and i chose to draw john mcnab peeing into the creek and making the water the water level rise and i don't remember if my parents got called in or not but i certainly got a talking to from this post because i also drew the penis Oh my! <laughs> with, with the pee coming out of it, just a little like little little U shape on the front of him, but distinctly a penis. <laughs> just a crude drawing of this John McNabb kid peeing you know, into the river. <laughs> outstanding. But, but here's the thing, though. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that you should have. I I don't know that you should get in too much trouble for that either, though, because I mean. You're in fourth grade. Do you think you drew the penis <laughs> with malice? Or do you think you drew the penis? <laughs> That's what penises are for. Yeah. Penises yeah. are for pee. I feel like but... as a kid, you're not drawing, you're not, as a, as a little kid like that, you know, third grade, mm-hmm. fourth grade, you're still pretty young. I feel like you're not necessarily like, if you draw a dick, it's not like when you're in high school and you're scratching a dick into a, da- a desk or something to get the rise out of people. <laughs> right. I feel like you drew the yeah. penis because you're fourth grade and you're like, I pee out of my penis. And obviously <laughs> so does this and guy, assumably. For whatever reason, the imagery of making the, the Creek rise by peeing into it struck some kind of chord with, <laughs> with me enough that uh, <laughs> I drew that uh, 
Weird that I drew something that John McNabb did as, as opposed to anything that Maniac did. But, right, uh, right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, Wait, no. you say? Something's on the shore. Globs <laughs> of lava rise out of the molten rock, seeming to stand up to greet you. They don't appear to have mouths, but you hear a deep, raspy voice say, We are the gods of the forge and the sword making. You have a sword that is causing disruption in our world. You must give it to us. Not as defiant. Never! If you don't want to give it to them either, turn to page 106. If you think you should throw the sword to the lava creatures, turn to page 63. Wow. I mean... <laughs> I was expecting more ninjas. Yeah, I was expecting trip. a lot more ninjas. <laughs> it was so far we've gone on a, a plane trip, a boat trip. The survivor trip, and now we're looking at lava monsters. <laughs> You're the guys that didn't want to go back in time. We probably no. would have met ninjas by now, but we no. probably would have back in time. I don't know. Uh, uh, mm. <sighs> I did want to bring up one point in the book that we kind of skipped over. At, in the early stages of the book, he's like, "Well, if you just watch what the animals eat, then you'll know what what's good and what you can eat." That is not true. There are a lot of things that animals can eat that will kill you. Straight right. up kill you. <laughs> like mushrooms, especially. If you don't know your mushrooms, there's a good chance you're going to die. Mm. Right. And and here's the thing. You know, you might not realize as you're watching an animal, you might think you know which animal is which, but what if an animal eats something, crawls off in its hole and dies, and the next day you see another animal that looks very similar to it? I saw two groundhogs standing on the side of the road today and I couldn't have told you the difference between the two of them you know <laughs> they were both exactly the same imagine if one of those died but I saw one not knowing there were two and I'm like oh well I can totally eat that because he ate it <laughs> you know no <laughs> not the best dogs eat their own shit right. I don't want to eat my own shit just because a dog eats his own shit right well you'd probably also die if you ate your own shit and not all dogs eat their own shit and a lot of times there's a deficiency going on for the dog if they're eating their own shit by the way <laughs> <laughs> and I I eat chocolate dog eats chocolate that's no bueno right exactly yep. so yeah, there was a severe lack of diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my no. side of the mountain. <laughs> in my side of the mountain, there should have been a lot more diarrhea. There should have been a lot more like the jungle saying no. The jungle says no. <laughs> like he he got he had it way too easy. Uh, I mean, there were points in the book where I was reading it. And I actually fell asleep because it was basically just like reading someone tell me this long story about how they did everything perfect. And I'm like. <laughs> No, no, bro, you didn't. <laughs> well, then again, though, if you're writing a journal about when you were surviving out in the woods, are you going to write about that time that you got a raw ass from all the pooping <laughs> because you <laughs> the, you weren't yeah. ready for the water? <laughs> it's quite possible that Sam left that out of his uh, his birch bark diary. <laughs> yeah, well, because he was using birch bark toilet paper and he, <laughs> yeah, he, was, he didn't he used that page it. for something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should have found some velvet leaf. Now that's that's the trick right there. <laughs> Probably grabbed out of some poison ivy. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> they pass some eatable marshmallow pillows, lickable wallpaper. The snozberries taste like snozberries. We get the classic snozberries, and it's actually <laughs> Mike TV who uh, says something about snozberries. 
But I think it was better said by Veruca Salt in the movie when she's like, snozberries? There's no such thing as snozberries. I think it was said the best by that high guy in um, the uh, Super Troopers when he's licking the back, when he's licking the window of the cop car. He's like, the snozberries taste like snozberries. (laughs) So the word the word snozberry actually came up in a in a another Roald Dahl book, and it was actually an adult book that he wrote, and it was used as a euphemism for a man's penis, where someone grabbed a dude by the snozberry. Oh, nice! Okay. <laughs> so the dicks yeah. taste like dicks, okay. which is an interesting bit of trivia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it is a fictional berry, fictional fruit slash flavor. <laughs> whatever that was later used as a euphemism for a dick so there you go good to know i'm wondering how being the last child to how, how do i put this the last child to resist causing an industrial accident <laughs> being the qualification of owning a giant factory and setting the rules of a contest that systematically eliminates <laughs> children using industrial accidents until we find we wind up with a winner like, well, that is insane people on meth don't make sound decisions Andy. <laughs> people yeah. on meth do not make sound decisions have you not ever watched breaking bad there's a scene where he starts <laughs> digging a hole because he knows the meth guy will start going at it just to distract him <laughs> well i think that it wasn't about you know whether or not these kids involve themselves in some kind of industrial accident. I think it was more like which one of these kids is responsible enough and clear enough of mind to not be selfish, not be rude, do as they're asked, like don't touch something, you know, don't touch that gum, don't take that. And mm-hmm. yeah, not just act on impulse, you know, uh, again, like you're saying kids acting like kids are punished in this book. You said this earlier, but at the same time, a kid that acts like an adult is all good, you know, and mm-hmm. Charlie does act adult. You know, he wants to share his chocolate earlier in the book. He won't take the extra food that his parents are offering him because he wants the rest of his family to eat. He's not thinking selfishly. Yeah. And I think Willy Wonka is exceptionally lucky that Charlie found that ticket. Probably more lucky than Charlie was to find the ticket. Or magic. Damn it. Magic. Or he's magic. <laughs> Alien magic caused Charlie to find the ticket the day, the very day before they were to convene on here. If Charlie hadn't found that ticket, it would have either gone unsold or a, another rotten child would have it. And then it's anybody's guess who would the last kid standing would have been and been the de facto owner of uh, Willy Wonka's factory. Or he could just scrap the whole thing and do another contest. I think he would have scrapped the whole thing. They would have got their free candy for the rest of their lives, their free diabetes, and he would (laughs) have just had to have another contest. Or he would have been smart and, you know, found someone good to take over the factory. Or, you know, leave it to the people that he enslaved. Yeah, one of those those options. Or he could have bought ZipRecruiter. With ZipRecruiter, you could... (laughs) Soon. Oh, Soon. Soon. They can't find the key, and uh, he, uh, Omri's sure that his brothers have taken it, and they're like, no, we didn't take it, you know, 
And what it turns out is his rat, one of his brother's uh, pet rat, got loose in the house and is crawling around in the floorboards. And their dad had all his floorboards up that day trying to catch the rat. And at some point, the key must have fallen in there because they looked everywhere. This is where they went up in the attic uh, to the glory hole. Patrick and <laughs> Omri, Patrick and Omri visited a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I did not know that glory hole had a non-sexual connotation, but... They call the attic just sort of just a sort of glory hole where they could play and leave a total mess. So now I kind of want to well visit I'm, a glory hole. I, not visit a glory hole, but I was leave a total going mess. To say like <laughs> do a search for glory holes, but that could be super dangerous. <laughs> to it. do a search for glory hole to look for the innocent definition glory door. What I'm, type glory I'm, door. I'm going to put glory hole into Bing here and check it out. Uh, yeah. Glory hole porn videos, glory hole videos, glory hole porn videos, glory hole porn videos, glory hole okay. urban dictionary. A glory hole is a hole made in a thin wall or other type of partition <coughs> where a man can insert their penis for sexual simulation, <laughs> stimulation by an anonymous person <laughs> on the other side. Where are glory holes in the United States? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. All right. Um, um how how might we do a search Innocent for the archaic term? Glory hole. <laughs> glory hole archaic term. No, okay. Okay. <laughs> so I put in innocent glory hole. Innocent <laughs> glory hole. Innocent glory hole porn videos. Innocent glory hole. <laughs> I need to get rid of that. <laughs> okay. All right. So I found on dictionary.com, where does glory hole come from? In the 1820s, a glory hole was a slang term for a junk drawer. No, not that kind of junk. Other 19th century uses included include small compartments on ships and other small rooms, along with some still current specialized uses in glass blowing, engineering, and mining. The glory here apparently goes back to a Scots word meaning muddy, but that's probably not why you're here. <laughs> it says. <laughs> so it's kind of a slang term for a junk drawer or like just a catch all place where like your your sundries can can be held. Not according to my search. <laughs> <laughs> I should have used incognito <laughs> on Google, but Bing doesn't have that. <laughs> now we're not here to talk about Bing's shortcomings. <laughs> oh, I love Bing. Not otherwise, if, not if we're ang- angling for a sponsorship. <laughs> Maybe it's something they should look into. <laughs> yes, constructive criticism. It's a constructive criticism, that's all. That's going to do it for our look back at some of the best of Season 1. Season 2 of Reliterated will be starting in just two weeks with our first entry into our spooky month chapter for the month of October. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark by Alvin Schwartz. And that'll be out October 5th. So thanks for listening and subscribing and reviewing us. And until we meet again in October from the chocolate milk friends, give a shit, read some lit, have a good, whatever time of the day it is for you. And thanks. <laughs>